What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Cases and cases of confidence. Staples can help give you the confidence that your business is ready for the year ahead with all the supplies you need. Like paper. And right now, when you buy a 10-ream case of Staples multipurpose paper, you get one free. So you can be confident you're ready for whatever business comes your way. Buy one case of Staples multipurpose paper, get one free. Now at Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. In-store only, limit 10. Valid through 1519. For tuning in to the hottest talk radio show around, providing an open discussion for some of the most important social issues and trending topics today, from personal growth or spirituality to sex and relationships, no subject is ever taboo. So prepare to be empowered, enlightened, and entertained during another episode of the award-winning Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Real people, real topics, real talk. What's up? What's up? Hey, well, hey! Thanks for tuning in to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and friends. It is Wednesday, March the fifteenth, and it is cold yes, outside. It is. We are coming to you live from WODU Studios on the campus of Old Dominion University. Mm-hmm. It's cold. It's cold. It's freezing. I walked outside. I wasn't expecting it. Let me tell you in something. In March, it's a week cold away as from a spring. witch's heart. Uh, uh, <laughs> witch. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Or the okay. hawk is out. If y'all don't know, that's my girl Rhonda Arrington back in the studio. Welcome back, boo. It's good to be back. And then we have a newcomer. We have a virgin. Yes. Virgin to the show. Yes, okay indeed. Now. Miss Joy Wansley. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. We're going to have a lot of fun. Yes, we are. We got a lot to talk, to talk about. Yeah. Um, we have one of our guests coming on. You know, Ooh. he's cool with me, but I know you ladies, you guys have been oh, eating goodness. him up online. Yes. But yes. I really think, I think he can hold his ground. I love all of God's in. children. All of God's children. <laughs> all of God's children. So how's your week going? Midweek check-in. How's it going? Midweek check-in. I finally have caught up on some sleep. That's the, um, I have a 13-year-old and a 2-year-old. Uh-huh. Oh, bless your heart. And yes, please, <laughs> bless theirs. And um, my 13-year-old just had me running around um, like a chicken last week making mm. some Korean dish for her because she's part of her heritage is Korean. Uh-huh. Oh. So we were making bagogi, which is like. That's from, another story. Yeah, that's a whole other story. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I don't discriminate. <laughs> Go ahead. And, um. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it took yeah. a whole lot, mm-hmm. you know, preparing mm-hmm. that meat. Uh-huh. And I was up all night Friday, and then Saturday, I had to go get my hair done. And it looks good. It looks well, thank wonderful. You. I yes. it, yeah. it looks very yeah. good. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then I went to go see my sister do an event. Uh-huh. And I saw that. Yeah. What was that about? Uh, it was, well, it's a, a young lady um, at this particular moment. I forget what her name is. Tony, Dr. Tony Williams. Mm-hmm. She does a, a show called Let's... Um, no, that's here. Let's face it. It's called oh, okay. Moving On. Okay. Moving Through. I it's don't know a, it's what it's called. Something Moving. Something's Something Moving. moving. Right. And gotcha. her subject uh, last week was about men. What do men want? Uh-huh. Oh, and so she okay. had a panel of men, you know, trying to advise women. And my sister was there talking about her relationship and 
you know, um, being prepared going through separations and divorce and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that was interesting, and it was amazing to see her do that. And, you know, like I was telling Joy earlier that we do comedy together. Yeah. And this was my sister's first time doing it by herself. Wow. How did she do? She did good. She did good. She's growing. Yeah, she's growing. She's growing. And so then Sunday, and so it was just busy, 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 busy. That's good. Joy, how was your week? How's your week going so far? I'm adjusting to the time change. Did yes. anybody else have a problem with that? So what I thought I was going to do is I said, what I do is I'll trick my body and I'm just going to be earlier. That's what mm. I did. Is that what you did? That's it didn't did. work for me. Really? It didn't work for me. Huh. I think I'm smarter than myself. I must yeah. have figured it out. <laughs> it worked for you? It worked. Yeah, it so worked. So you haven't had any problems? Not yet. Not yet. It's your so. internal clock, though. Sometimes yeah. it's... Or it could be delayed. Yeah. It could, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it might so, hit you three or four days later. Uh, exactly, uh-huh. and all of a sudden you're like, "What's what's going on?" Yeah, <laughs> so it doesn't matter for me because I snooze no matter what time it is, so uh-huh. early or late. So yeah, it don't matter. Uh-huh. Once I'm up, I'm good. Uh-huh. It's well, just getting out of bed. Wasn't yesterday National Nap Day? Was, was it? it? And yes, I missed it. It was, it. It was national, nap day. but yeah. I did take a nap. You did good. So good. do you take a nap? <laughs> you partake. Normally, I do. I've been taking a nap since. Um, Miss Byers' class in 1986. Oh, my I haven't stopped. <laughs> <laughs> do you take naps, Joy? Yes. You do? I do. I take naps after church every Sunday. Oh, no, I take a nap every day. Up. Matter of fact, when I used to work in the real world, uh-huh. I the would, <laughs> yeah, I would uh, uh, appropriate, you will, my time so uh-huh. I can make sure I had naps. Yeah. And I would find somewhere to nap, and sometimes you might even find me under my cubicle. Mm-hmm. Really? I would take a nap. Wow. I would. Well, usually on Sundays, it's kind of meant for naps. Yeah. You know, you get that that, that little sleepiness after, after lunch. You got to take my Not if you're an ODU, you not if you're an ODU student trying to push for graduation. All right. Now. I know, that's right. You know, I, have, I got Bravo. a little over a month left. Yeah. Yes. I had my first post-graduation interview of the day. I think oh, it went how'd it really go? well. Wow. I think it went well. It went, I think it went really well. Unfortunately, it's well. I don't, I'm not gonna say it's not, but I was looking to leave the industry, but I was offered like a uh, upper management position with oh. the company. I don't want to talk about it just yet. I don't want to jinx it, but it would be from behind the chair, but it would be an upper management for oh, that's great. a chain. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I laid it out that it had to be the right kind of money. Yeah, I, I can't lose nothing. But that's me. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's a lot going on in the news. We were talking yes, about it. We is. got a lot to talk about. We do. We do. We, we absolutely do. Right. I'm going to kick things off with All something right. that I want to talk about. Um, so I was watching, what was it? It was on Extra. So Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom, yes. they reportedly, they, they, you know, they were a couple and they broke up. But they're still talking. They're still texting because they say that that's friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, here's what they say. Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom are still friends who text and talk, according to E! News. Mm-hmm. Um, according to the site, Orly, who is Orlando, is cool with his ex that they spend so much time together. And the report says that um, via Katy's tweet, which was done on March 2nd, mm-hmm. um, she slammed the media for suggesting that their breakup was messy. She said, how about a new way of thinking for 2017? You can, be, you can still be friends and love your former partner, she wrote. So I want to know with, from you you all, mm-hmm. could you and the ex immediately continue to be friends after a breakup, or do you think you need a, a clean break for a while? What do you, what do you think? You I need? mean, I think it really depends on the relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. And how it ended. And how it ended, yeah. because if, you know, if we like Ike and Tina and you pistol with yeah. me. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to have no more visits, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. But, um, 
but if it's truly like the two of them, uh-huh. I, I think it depends on on the couple. You know, mm-hmm. um, obviously, I think no matter how you end, though, you do need some type of defined space uh-huh. because you don't want to blur the lines. Because if you, uh, if it ended mm. and then you get all mushy and ushy, yeah. you might forget and then yeah. get yourself back in a situation yeah. that you don't need to be in until yeah. you remember why you broke until up. you remember why <laughs> currently. Yeah, you know, you're, every time you're on the show, I know it. I know. And I have to go there. <laughs> I, that's that's where I found myself very recently until I went to church on Sunday. Yes. Uh, tell you about the sermon a little bit later. But, yeah, I realized over the weekend that, you know, my my ex and I, we're, the, we're really good friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what sustained us for 16 years is that we're really, really, really good friends. For whatever reason, the relation ended. And we kind of, because of business reasons, we own a business together. It's not like I could say, I don't want to see you no more. That's right. Still had to that's be right. Well, you have that foundation of yeah. friendship, and, and the front, and, so. and that's what I think sustained us. But right. to me, I don't think there was any real. I didn't allow any type of real closure. Yeah. So I think I was in my mind saying, eventually, you know, <laughs> we'll be back together. together. That's right. And it, it, that ain't happening. So I had to let. I had. To, I had to, this weekend. I had to really to myself form some clear boundaries for yeah, myself. Yeah. To say, you know, okay. It's not going to happen, so we can't be doing everything together. That's anymore. right. I can't expect us to do everything. I can't expect you to tell me everything anymore. You need time to heal. I need, I need time. You to do, heal. and that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. You got to so, create yeah. a new normal. Yeah, a right. new normal. Yeah, mm-hmm. not to say that we can't. We're not still friends. We're still really good friends and everything. But I and that's what's important. It's, it's that's what needs to be intact. Yeah, the friendship. Yeah. 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 What, what What do you want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? Yeah, are we still talking about relationships? Or are we trying what something new? We can talk about Let's roll mix with it up. Bunch. Let's uh, mix okay, it up. Okay, well, you know, I'm from the fashion world. Right. So let's talk a little bit about fashion. Okay. Okay. Um, let's talk about the Russell Wilson and Kiara photo shoot. Oh, let's let us. About, you know, a lot of people are up in arms mm-hmm. about, you know. Oh, the, with the picture with, with the, the baby. With the picture with the baby. Mm-hmm. You know, is it is it too much? Or is it just the family just enjoying, you know, the, the third one coming and you know well here's my one coming. here's my thing <laughs> because i have i have a two-year-old right and one of her favorite things to do once she has been bathed is to say mommy look at my booty and you and to shake it and right. run around and it's the cutest little thing in the world when i first saw the picture i said i love maternity pictures period yeah. especially when a husband or significant other hands are on that stomach, you know, I just think it's, and it's gorgeous. And they're very creative individuals. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I love it. But here's the thing. If Little Future was just a little bit younger, I wouldn't have a problem with his bare nakedness in the picture. Okay. There's nothing wrong with him being naked on his mommy at this age. Right. That's not the problem. It's that it's a little... Uncomfortable is the best word I can come up with. Mm-hmm. Because what mm-hmm. is he like? Three, four, maybe four. I think he's four. He's four years old, and 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 even if he's not, he's long as I don't know what. Mm-hmm. And you know he's a big boy, and so his naked frontal self is on his mom, and he's in a picture with a man who is great for him, but he's not his actual dad. Mm-hmm. It's just uncomfortable, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so I don't think that they're weirdos or anything like that, but I just think it's un. It's an uncomfortable looking thing. He looks un- it's uncomfortable to see little future. If he wasn't in the picture, right, right. It, the rest of it would be great. Okay. You know. Even if it wasn't a maternity, because you all remember that Janet Jackson picture on what was it on Vibe <laughs> back in the nineties? The one with the curly hair. The one with the curly hair and the hands yeah. on the Oh yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah y'all remember yeah, that yeah, one. But it was her yeah, husband yeah. at the time. But it was and it was her husband. At the so time. I love those kind of stuff. Right. But it's the children, it's a it's a thin line. Right. So 
Yeah. Well, what what was Russell doing? He was just, his head was hidden. He was hidden behind. He was hugging her from behind. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And he never and touched her. the the um, little future. No, okay. it was about the baby. Yeah. Okay. The, the belly. Oh. The bump. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. You know, um. They're happy. When I saw it, only thing that's and that's just my mind because I think like that. It was just what was Russell doing? Of course, you know I was just like, well, what is he doing? Why? I didn't understand his pose. But now that you broke it down to me and yeah. the age and all that kind of stuff, I get it. I didn't see anything wrong with it. I mean, I've seen a million pictures. I guess they were trying to be creative, not the yeah. not the you know the average picture. And you know, people can always have something. Just to say. celebrating family. Yeah. yeah, like you all you all remember the picture? It was a few years ago. It was a, they were showing awkward family pictures, and the entire family is naked. So the daddy is on the bottom. It's just a random people. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So the dad is on the bottom. The wife is on top of him, and everybody is butt naked. She's on top of him, laying down, like, you know, on him. Um, and then the oldest son is laying on top of her. Huh? And then the middle child, which is the little girl, is laying on top of him. Uh-huh. And then the youngest child, which is a little boy, is laying on top of her. So it was like this pyramid sandwich of naked people. Mm. And I don't remember seeing that. I don't remember seeing that, but I, I, I promise you, y- a when, we, when Google it, you'll see it. It looked very questionable. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, that was a little too But that, re- that came back into my mind when I saw this picture. Now, it's nowhere near as incestual looking as that one was. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. But, yeah. ooh. Anyway. Okay. So creativity uh-huh. can go bad sometimes. Yeah. But you know what? I have a topic about Russell and Sierra as yes. well coming up soon, but let's Let's talk to you. What, what do you have going on? Um, I want to talk about the size of my shoes. No, I'm just playing. So, um, what size shoe you got? Um, well, I actually wear a size nine since we're talking about it. Oh, and girl, I'm, you got tiny feet. And I'm pretty. You think I got tiny feet? Girl, I wear ten. Well, but I'm five one. Okay. When you put it in perspective. Okay. Well, Does that have something to do with it? It's, yeah, but it's a, foot size. Yeah, it's I have a big shoe. foot for a short person. But I know how to buy the right shoe that it don't look like I got clown. <laughs> but um, uh, <laughs> shouldn't have told me. I know. <laughs> It went left real quick. So I want to talk about, have you guys seen Get Out? I, I haven't have. seen it yet. I've seen it. You've seen it? I'm I've he- seen I'm, it. Yeah, I'm seeing mixed reviews. Joy, you it. have to see it. Okay. It doesn't matter what the review is. If you want to prove the review wrong, okay. if you want to say, oh, the review is right, you have to see it. At first, I didn't want to see it because I don't do horror films. But then I realized it wasn't really it's, a it's, horror yeah, film. Uh-huh. It's not a horror. It's not a horror film at all. Okay. It's a thriller. And unless black people at night scare you, I mean, <laughs> it is a horror film. <laughs> <laughs> it should be a horror film you know, after I saw it. But um, the concept it kept you awake at night. No, but I did stop using the bathroom after I walked out. Let me tell you what it stopped me from doing. It's what it started me to do. I started looking at every person who was non-black. I'll uh-huh. yeah. just crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I left the movie theater, and my cousin. I'm glad it happened in North Carolina because no one knew me there. <laughs> oh, you didn't. I act ran out. out that movie theater yelling. I don't know what I was yelling anymore. Just obscenities and stupid stuff. I saw this couple, this biracial couple. Uh-huh. So I thought, uh, she's silly. And I said, "Get out, <laughs> get out! He ain't worth it." Only t- on a second glance, he was just light skinned He won't mm. white. And um, mm. I mean, we went to the mall mm. afterward. It had me paranoid and yeah. crazy. Yeah. People saying stuff like, "Why is she asking yeah, me that?" Exactly. You know why they touching me? Why they? You know, yeah. I was going bananas. But what, um, what I was saying is, I went to the, the bathroom immediately after, and I was at the urinal. And people walked in. I looked over my shoulder, and it was two Caucasian guys. Yes. I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and I finished when I got home. I'm, see, I said, not behind me, I'm dog. telling no. you. I'm telling you. You got to see that movie. It <laughs> makes you rethink everything. Yeah. But here's the thing that I do want to bring up about it. Uh-huh. 
So the um, the director and the writer, who is Jordan Peele, yeah, Jordan Peele, comedian, yeah, he's a black man, right? Uh-huh. First time in history. Here we are in 2017. Mm-hmm. First time, I don't mean just having a box office, because, you know, Will Smith has done this millions of times. Yeah. But this is not just because it was $100 million on a $4 million film. First time. $4 million? $4 million, and they made $100 million wow. box office. First black person to direct and write a film, and this is their result. Wow. Yeah. And it's continuing to grow. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting. It didn't get a lot of advertisement. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's that whole word of mouth thing. It is, and, and you know, it, 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 it is. And that first weekend, yeah, that's pretty. And pretty and high. I'm telling you, it's been, it's it's to the point. Yeah, you know, I thought you had class and stuff, and you had to step your game up, no. uh-huh. but that was joy. <laughs> joy. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it is just, it was amazing to me that, and then you have to, and the way they wrote it, you have to see it multiple times, even though I'm weary of that because if I have to wait till it comes to Netflix or something. But there's so many nuggets in there that you have to see it multiple times mm-hmm. so that you can even get everything. Even that was a great marketing strategy. Yeah. Because it brings people. But it's a good movie. I mean, it really is a good movie. Do what you is know, it about? You know, okay, I was going to ask you. I don't know, know what, what the about. movie is about. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm seeing blips on, on I'm gonna TV. I'm going to tell you and... um, what, what they said online, what it's about. Okay. So... It is a movie about a black man who discovers a horrifying family secret while visiting his white girlfriend's parents for the first time. Mm -hmm. It's a brilliant and layered meditation on both modern and historical racism and an especially vital piece of filmmaking in this politically charged era. Peel also filled it with Easter eggs and references to classic horror films, inspiring fans to see the movie more than once in theaters in order to catch the things that they may have missed the first time. So... It's okay. It's basically Didn't tell me nothing. So to, to say all that to say, it's what happens when a guy goes home with his girlfriend and right. realizes that there's more that meets the eye on her side. On her side. Okay. Okay. And it's and it's and it's a bizarre thing that is that he finds out. It's, it's just bizarre, you know. And um, it's, it's it's just bizarre. Well, you're just uh, yeah, dying to tell me. Could, you're just, you're just uh, dying to tell and, me. And, I, and I'm telling you that this is what I think about the movie, though. Uh-huh. I think that as crazy as it is, is that two things I think. Uh-huh. I think conflicting things. It's crazy enough that there's no way in the world anything as foolish as this can happen. Mm. But it's crazy enough that something as foolish as this could happen. Right. So it's Where like, are all those people on the sides of milk cartons? You understand me? Her- Which brings me to another point. Off of Get Out. Did you all hear about there? There have been, just in the month of March alone, over 10 missing children of color. No. And they have not been reported. There have been no Amber Alerts, nothing. Mm-hmm. In Washington, D.C. Yeah. No, for real? In yeah, Washington, D.C. I saw that on Facebook this morning. Yeah. Yeah. All I could think about was Get Out. Get Out. I said they're going oh. under different names. Oh, my gosh. But. So is this, movie, is this movie causing fear or causing you to look at other people differently? Or is it just trying to challenge to, your mind to figure out what if? To create a reasonable doubt. Yeah, what if. Okay. It, to create what they what they shouldn't have done with OJ. But it it's definitely, no, too much. <laughs> I, I think what it is really making you do, it does give you a little bit of fear the first time. Because like I said, I ran out there crazy, you know. But who in are my you mind. afraid of? Afraid of the possibility of getting too close to 
afraid. I, I'm gonna put it this way. You're not gonna be able to explain it without telling her about the I movie. I know. Uh, afraid that what you think you know, you don't know. Um, but is it someone else's perception, or is it perception is what has got them in a situation that they're in? Because gotcha. I think we're perceiving that we've overcome. We're perceiving in certain situations. It's not. It's almost. I don't think the movie wants you to walk away being pessimistic okay. and to look at people <laughs> with the side eye, uh-huh. but it's also telling you, be weary before you let your guard down. Oh, 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 oh. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> It'll yes. also make Young you question whether you, you think, how well you think you know somebody. That's it. How no matter well what the race somebody. is, how well no. do you know someone? Yeah. So ask and to learn how to trust before you go home. To trust your yes. instincts. Daddy. To trust your instincts. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. We can talk about that movie this entire show. <laughs> and it's about race. Okay. It has a lot to do with, with, with about race. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. Go watch it. Let's go watch it. Let's just end the show and go watch it. Okay. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. This, this makes up for the 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 failure at the box box office for Birth yes. of a Nation. Well, even though it wasn't as, even though, and this comes from one of my friends. It? Um, I haven't seen it, so this mm-hmm. is from someone else's opinion who is a movie critic, and she's very unbiased. Mm. And she says that it's a shame that he did not get the the chance for people to support him, Nate Parker, who I'm speaking mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. But she was like, the movie really wasn't phenomenal. It wouldn't have never been an Oscar movie. Uh-huh. It would have. It was a great movie for him, everything he put into it, and what he received from Sundance and all those things. Mm-hmm. But it was never the caliber of a movie that would have been an Oscar movie. Get out! Uh-huh. I think it is. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. Do you, well, did that just come to the screens, or did they show it at Sundance? Did they show it in Con? Get out. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't what think I so. Get yeah, out. I don't yeah. think they showed it. No, I don't. That's think That's a so. good point, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know because I really didn't think when I saw um, what was the name of the movie that just got the Oscar? You talking about the um, Manchurian? No, the black one. The oh, one. the black that, one. Fences. No, no, no the no, one no, that. No, no, uh, oh, the um, oh, shut your mouth. Come on. Um, with the little and boy in the water. Times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is the name of the movie? It's a simple word. Um, whatever that movie. Yes. When I saw it, I saw it like two times because I could relate to it. So I was like, okay, that was a nice movie. Never thought that it would win yeah. the Oscar, and it did. Mm-hmm. So who, who knows? Underdog. What? Well, yeah. Yeah, the underdog. Yeah. Yeah. I know about the underdog. Yeah. Okay. I can't believe I can't remember the movie. But, um, okay, so Cordell Stewart, you know, who was married to Portia on Real Housewives? Yes. Uh-huh. So, and you remember Andre, what is it, Caldwell? We were talking about him before the Are I'm Delivered. The, are you talking about the oh, 50, now, 50 million dollars? And now he's uh, claimed that he has, um, now has been dating a woman who has, that's a whole nother, we'll talk about that another are another day. Serious? Yes, and he was like, it's so ridiculous. This man is, he disrespects just human beings. He's he's taking up space. But he said <laughs> he felt some woman's thigh. And now he knows what everything is about. And Andrew he is, is and he's just turned around. Mm-hmm. Sit down somewhere. And I wonder what happened with his lawsuit with Kim Burrell. Remember he last time we were yes. talking about he was suing her. Now yes. he got sued. Yeah. So this is what happened. So he's a couple of years ago or whatever, he had said that he and Cordell Stewart had, had a secret gay relationship. Um, Cordell denied all the allegations and then he sued him for slander and he's just won millions of dollars in damages. So Andrew was evidently unable to prove that there was a relationship between him and Cordell Um, but his allegations gained a lot of traction um, because Cordell has had rumors of being gay in the past since his days in the NFL 
um, and then his ex-wife, Portia Williams, also echo, um, echoes some of those insinuations. Um, but anyway, a Andrew didn't show up at court, so the judge ruled for $4.5 million in punitive damages plus an additional $2 million for emotionally, emotionally distressed and professional harm generated by the untrue statements. But here's the thing that I want to know. Mm -hmm. In situations like this, when you basically sue a bottom feeder, mm -hmm. is your goal really to be vindicated in the public's eye only? Because he's not going to get he, that yeah, money. Right. Mm -hmm. He's never. There's no way that Lawsuit Larry is going to be able to pay up on the money. Right, right. You know? I think it is for the public, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think because, and, he, and maybe at that big number, because the sad thing is, people are going to steal. Because it's not like he was the only claim, uh -huh. and you can dismiss Portia because uh -huh. you, you can say she was Real, you know scorned, you know, yeah. you know, especially then with her own issues with homosexuality uh, with um, uh, Candy with Candy. So you can dismiss her because she just she don't know moonlight. what she's gonna do. Yeah, moonlight. That's the movie moonlight. moonlight. Yeah, moonlight. that was bugging you, wasn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, one of the um, okay. our, our watchers just said Thank that. You. Okay, and but so the the sad thing is is that. This will go out there, and it will at least put a different narrative. But I guess the question is, has the damage already been done? Does it really matter? Because we all know he's not going to get the money, mm -hmm. so he wasn't necessarily doing it for the money. Do you think that he's that is going to really turn away, turn around the image that people to have me, of him? When I heard it, it kind of did. Okay. It kind of did. Also, like when do you think? So take it to Hillary. When everybody was thinking she did this, and then some claims came out, even though you know how it ended up, did that kind of make you know alleviate some of the frustration or the, the distrust that you had in her when you heard that the allegations against her weren't true or that they didn't find anything in the emails and all that? Um, today is the first day I've heard that, um, and I guess for me hearing it today, it doesn't change the way I felt about Hillary okay. because the way I felt about Hillary was whatever any of the stuff that they said she did. To me, it wasn't enough for me to think she wasn't going to be a good politician. Oh, okay. Because she did things that maybe I disagree with, but what a typical politician would do. Mm -hmm. She was characteristic. Mm -hmm. And if that meant doing some th stuff that was underhanded, mm -hmm. but it was politic underhanded type stuff. I mean, that's the only way I can explain it. Okay. Yeah, but when it's election time, there's so many things that come out. Yeah. You know, like, what's true, what's not what's, true, yeah. you know, but... Mm, trying to cipher through to the noise. Through yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You take the good with the bad and you kind of weigh things. So, yes. so do you think that, um, have you ever, I'm going to ask you guys, have you ever been slandered or had a rumor spread about you? If so, how did you handle it? Oh, it depends when that rumor came out. A lot of times if you react to things, it gives things life. Uh -huh. Yes. And if you don't react to it, you know, people who really know you, they know you. Okay. You know, some people just want to troll you, mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I was younger, you know, you got the kids on the on the playground that want to back talk you or you yeah. know, start to, you know, smack and all that kind of stuff, you ignore them. Because a lot of people just want to see how they can uh, ruffle your feathers. Yeah. yeah. Get a reaction. Get yeah. a reaction. Mm -hmm. um, ignorance. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, it's different for us, um, us mere um, mortals, when we have <laughs> Who you call sla <laughs> slander. Because you're right. The yeah. less we attention we give to it, the better. But as we see in Cordell's situation, whether he gave, because at first he just didn't. He didn't even respond or anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's still the fire. I, re I remember, this is the way I'll answer this. Uh, former church I used to go to, our pastor would t sit down the leaders. And he said, one thing you need to know, that as leaders, you're going to always be around fires. And 
you know, they're going to be going on all the time. Mm -hmm. And I equip you as a leader here, you're going to always have two buckets. You're going to have a bucket of water and you're going to have a bucket of gasoline. Mm -hmm. Which bucket are you going to take to you to the fire? And so that's what I would have to say, how I would have to answer slander and, mm -hmm. and rumors. You know, there are times when I'm going to take that water bucket and doing something that's going to smother it and let it go nowhere. Mm -hmm. But then there are times, I have to be honest, I'm going to be in my flesh and I'm taking that gasoline mm -hmm. and it's going to make the fire worse. And then I realize I should have just done nothing or did this mm -hmm. or whatever. So I guess it, it depends on where my state of mind and... Well, when you can either respond or you can react. That's a right. lot of times when you I like that. act... You say things that can't be taken back. Mm -hmm. People can forgive you what you say, but can, they will never forget. Yes. Uh -huh. So you really have to be conscientious of what you say because it affects you yes. as an individual. That affects your um, what pe how people see you. Yeah. You are well. I always think of people as brands. You are a brand. Mm -hmm. You know. And how is that going to affect you? And the more people who know your brand yeah. or that or have something to gain or lose mm -hmm. from it, it yeah. also. Most mature people, uh, it dictates how you respond. Right. You know, I remember when I was younger and a friend, when social media was was on its climb when mm -hmm. it started, when all we really had was um, start off with MySpace and Facebook came mm -hmm. and Twitter, and that was really all, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine, we would passive-aggressively say stuff right. about each other on Twitter, you know, and just going back and forth. Mm -hmm. Today, I wouldn't be called dad. Yeah. You know, I'd rather delete my page, block you, unfollow you and unfollow anyone who wants to tell me did you hear what she said right, right. anything put on internet does not disappear right. yeah yeah oh, oh yeah it stays I'm taking there a class now i learned that forever exactly you know exactly so i want to ask you to your response then so at what point do you realize that you need to make a statement like you're a brand your whole company mm -hmm. at what point do you remain silent and then when do you when do you realize that you know what i do need to address this well i think a lot of times what you have to do state the truth State mm -hmm. the facts. Stick with the facts, nothing else. Okay. Let the facts speak for themselves. Okay. I like that. Thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that another one of your topics. Okay. Um, let's talk fashion. Let's talk runway. All right. Runway. Ashley Graham on the cover of Vogue magazine. Oh, yeah. All right. We're talking plus-size models yeah. out there doing their thing. Right. All right. Some um, designers are like, hey. There is no differentiation. You mm -hmm. just have a variety, a heightened variety of re reality mm -hmm. on the runway. Mm -hmm. Why is there such a big um, to-do about, well, this is plus size and this is normal size? Why? Why does there have to be a differentiation? Well, I mean, you know, I think that <laughs> there's no easy answer to that, but we live in a society where we, we have to put everything in a category. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, how you date, where you date, I mean, what you look like and but how you look like it. what's the difference between white, Asian, or African-American models? You know, this isn't an Asian runway, this or fashion show. This isn't a black <coughs> fashion show. This is, you know, Chanel, you know, Carl Lagerfeld, he'll put everybody up on the, well, on, on the stage. Why does there have to be a differentiation? We're, we're still in a state of evolution. Things changing. You know, That's society what I was about has to already say. put that standard of what beauty looks like. Mm -hmm. And throughout the years, like with the natural hair and things like that, we're slowly coming around. Yes, but it's becoming more socially acceptable. We have the Kardashians, you have JLo, the more full figured um, entertainers or models that are out there. They're making a stand. And, you know, well, Tyra Banks who, there for who, a bit was like, who, I have a shape. I want to show it. Who, who full figure out of the people you just named? 
they have Kardashian. butts. They got, they got, they're not they necessarily got full oh, figure. Full figure to you? Figure, well, they, I'm talking, you know, yeah, they got shape. Okay. Full figured. I know what full figured is. Uh-huh. Yeah, but so will we ever get to shaped. what we know what full figured is? You're talking like a size, what? Anything over a size 12. 20. Well, size 14 on up is considered plus, plus size. Yeah. Wow. So that's also anything beyond a size twelve. Yeah, I, I think but it's, it's, it's w- like women with shape. We and the, have and that's shape. Like the Why average, hide isn't it? Like the the, the 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 between the ten and twelve, whatever. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like the average woman size? Yeah, in America, a size twelve is the average woman size in the United States. Well, you know, I mean, I think it's like what Will said. It's, it's evolution. Is certain things are moving faster than some mm-hmm. industries mm-hmm. are moving with it. You know. Let's take no shade, um, or as my sister said, because we're short, no shadows. I'm too uh, <laughs> short for a shade. But nothing towards the Kardashians, mm-hmm. but we can't necessarily call them models just because they have popularized things. They weren't your traditional model. Right, with they're runway. Just the they're just in the limelight. Right, reality. And so too. now you have these things now trying to catch up with what now has become popular and what's becoming popular is no longer trending, but it's becoming the norm, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so is that, to me, that's why it's becoming a, a big deal, so to speak. But I remember a few years ago, um, Takora, was that her name? Takora? You oh, are, I remember. Yeah. The, from the black girl. From the black girl. Yeah, from the... Top Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And she was on... Um, Where is she at? She 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 was she eventually became I know eventually became a model for Lane Bryant, mm-hmm. but prior to that eventual, she went she didn't make it on America's Next Top Model, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she ended up on um, Fit Club on Celebrity Fit Club oh. to lose weight. Okay. and so it was this idea that there was no place for her, uh-huh. and so she lost all this weight. But then something happened where she realized who I am is how I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I would rather be healthy. It's like Oprah. Mm-hmm. Oprah, we've seen her go through a million fads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she finally said, I want to be with the one that helps me be healthy. Not necessarily, you know, I love bread. Yeah. You know. <laughs> right. so, so I think that's what happens. Do you believe that when they make those claims? I used to believe. I don't believe it anymore. No. Monique made those same claims when she used to do her, her comedy. Yeah. Like, I love being, you know, a healthy size or whatever. Like, well, you know, that's, that's my point. I think it's about a balanced diet. As that's, long that's, as you're healthy. That's my point, too. Junk in, chunk out. To the to the Eat to the fashion thing about mm-hmm. about the full women being more accepted mm-hmm. and what and how they and why like you said why is mm-hmm. it even a necessity to put in a category? But you know what? A lot of designers are jumping on it because the the plus size teens they're spending a lot of money. They are, and that's a do- that's oh, some yeah. dollars of that course. are being missed. You got Nike who just came out with a whole plus size line. Yes, you have Christian Siriana mm-hmm. that just came out with a plus size line. Mm-hmm. And he, well, actually, what he did is he extended his line from size ten on up. Because he's the one I believe who stepped in. Remember Leslie Jones? She was having problems. That's right. Finding something for that's right. I think he's the one that ended up yes. designing her gown. Yes, and and then and then we have her. stuff because I'm not into fashion, so I don't know any of these people you all are talking about, <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, then you have your you have stores with people like me, where we don't have to go to an Ashley Stewart or a Lane Bryant because I'm short, mm-hmm. you know. So they don't really cater to me, and and I'm 36, mm-hmm. so I'm not, you know. They don't cater to me. But now we have stores like Torrid, and you know, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. and and it's it's nice quality, mm-hmm. and you know. But you know what? A lot of um, mainstream department stores like Nordstrom's, um, and some other ones that are out there, they're actually not putting plus size labels on it they just are showing extended sizes so you can go to any department 
the size run is just a little bit longer. Yeah. Wider. Oh, whatever. really? Yes. And, and then the other thing I don't like about, about yeah, Torrid, though, is that actually I don't like it. I don't know what the purpose is because this, and this comes to self-image, which is the point I want to bring up. Mm-hmm. Their sizes are zero, two, four, six, and I think eight. So Those are other so sizes. They're, so they're doing sort of like a Chica's thing. Or yes. you know, one or two. I got to go in there. What am I again? Yeah. I zero, so, you know, one. you go in there and... To me, the self-image thing because you know I'm technically not a size two, right? You know, but it would be the equivalent of probably a twelve, right, or something like that. That's for your psyche, right? Yeah, it's right. for your psyche. Mm-hmm. And so, which brings me to this the the phenomenon of um, one of my favorite shows, and a lot of people watch it. Is This Is Us? Have I not love watched that show. It, you you like it? <gasps> have not. Wa- is it oh, we'll offline. Oh. We'll talk about it. Yes. We don't have the time or the you energy. Binge watching. You have to with binge. a box of tissues. Yes. Oh, wow. And some yes. ice cream and some chocolate. Okay. And you'll be straight. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's, it's, it's a beautiful story. It is. And, and it's not a black story, not a white story. No. It's just a story. It's a sitcom? Uh, no, it's a drama. I mean, but it's it's, yeah. okay. mm-hmm. it's on uh, NBC. Okay. Well, anyway, one of the, the characters on This Is Us, I thought she was wearing a suit mm-hmm. because of her size. And um, she just started modeling. And they started, and they, they, wrote into the script her storyline about her weight. And not to give away anything for the show for anyone who hasn't watched it, but she talks about wanting to lose the weight. Mm-hmm. And if you follow the show, you know the guy who plays her fiancé. He, he does wear a suit. He does. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about her, thinking about... Um, it's Gab- in her contract to lose weight. It is. On, on the show, yes. And um, and then thinking about Gabrielle um, Setebe. Yeah. And Monique, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, these people who, this this is who they are. Mm-hmm. And when they lose weight. Fast. Fast. You know, are they losing this really because they want to be healthier? Or is it because they have been convinced that their image is not attractive or marketable? And that's one question. And the second question is, how do you all feel about the weight loss surgery? Do you think it should be a last case scenario? Or should it be weighed just as much as any other option as your first choice? Well, I mean, it's kind of sticky. I know with Gabby, she had she wanted to lose weight because she was developing diabetes. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, um, knee issues. Mm-hmm. So for her, that was her decision. That was her choice to lose the weight quickly. That's right. Um, other, I think it's a personal decision. Some mm-hmm. people say, you know, I'm going to start working like, um, what's uh, the lady... Uh, the blonde, um, the hillbilly, um, something mama. That's a lot of people, honey. Something mama. Oh, you talking about um, boo boo? Um, um, yeah. Some honey boo boo's mama. <laughs> honey boo boo's mama. There yeah. you go. That's June? it. Somebody. Yeah. Now what she decided? Mama June. June. Mama June. June that's she it. decided to do you know the trainer avenue. Right. And she started losing weight. Now she went from a size over a size. 18 and mm-hmm. now she says she's well she's a size four mm-hmm. you know through the exercise and everything that worked for her some people it doesn't work for and they want to do it quickly but i've heard of some people who've had it done and it doesn't work yeah. it does for a short period of time but then they gain the weight back like mm-hmm. carney wilson i don't know if you are remember yeah. carney wilson from wilson phillips she had it done and it didn't work and she ballooned mm-hmm. back up mm-hmm. and you know and then finally she just had to find a healthier way. I mean, I'm all for healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, for me, from experience, I mean, I've tried quick ways, and I've lost a lot of weight using some of, like, the popular pills. Mm-hmm. But the problem, like you were saying, is if you don't change your mentality to, to eating properly, to working out, to change your lifestyle, 
um, it's going to come back. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have a problem with anybody. You know, I'll lay down as long as I'm out. I'll lay down and get whatever done I need to get done. But I think when it comes to, like, losing weight and if you want to live healthy, like Gabby, she had mm-hmm. diabetes. Mm-hmm. So if she doesn't change her mind, because I, I was going to talk about her, too. She was saying that even after the surgery, she still is obsessed about her weight, mm-hmm. um, obsessed about food. So it's changed her body, but her mindset is still the That's same. Right. So, so how long will possible, that last? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um, I think she will miss the, the transformation of her mind as yeah. far as the, adopting a more healthier lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But it'll serve the purpose of losing weight. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, she's on Empire, so you have, you know, people writing in and people talking mm-hmm. about so-and-so and so-and-so. You know, does she feel slighted? Does yeah. she feel like she's kind of pushed off to the side? She said in this article that I was going to talk about that um, she was um, contacted by a really high security producer, and the producer told her that he had written a role just for her. So when she got the, the, the script, mm-hmm. she was reading it, and in the first paragraph, she was referred to as a hippo. Oh wow! Yeah. And then she you know she was. I don't know if she took took. Let me find it. I don't know if she took the the gig or not. But she was just saying how that's wrong. That was a part of her decision. And then she wrote a memoir called "This Is Just My Face" or something. Yes. Have you mm-hmm. have you seen it? It's in um People. You talking about that one that was yeah, in People? Yeah. Uh huh. I've read some of it, an excerpt of it. Hmm. Okay. I mean, so I told people I was telling someone just recently, and they asked me. From my time on TV, my brief stint, mm-hmm. you know, would I ever want to go back to TV? And I said, no, because TV is so fickle. Because you have to look like whatever the standard of that's trending at that time, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't have time to be dictated or judged by what someone else wants me to look, you know. Right. And I said, I prefer radio. I mean, except for Will, I would have this, you know, tape. But, um, <laughs> so I got to put a little bit of beat on. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, you know, it, it's... It's, it's so much pressure mm-hmm. to fit into whatever box that is. It doesn't always mean a small box, right. but it could be whatever, you know. And so sometimes that, that can get to you. Okay, so she said, I get a lot of scripts and offers where someone has to make mention of my body immediately, City Bay said at a panel. She said, someone wrote a script with me in mind, and the first time someone other than my character was talking about my character, they say this hippo or this elephant. Mm. She said, I'm like, are you serious? You wrote something for me, <clears throat> and you're calling me a hippo? This is my body. This has been my body my entire life. That's right. And in my life, my friends and my colleagues are not constantly talking about my body. But in most of my roles, somebody has to make mention of it. Hmm. What kind of show was it? Do we know? No, she didn't say it. Okay. Well, it was a movie. It was for a movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's Mm -hmm. something to think about. Well, you know what I always like to say? I always say style has no size. Mm -hmm. So I don't care if you're a 2 or a 22. Mm -hmm. You can look fierce. That's right. It's all in your attitude and how you care. Right. How you because wear it. you have to love you. Yeah. And what everybody else thinks, that's on them. I well, some people love themselves too much because they shouldn't well, wear some of the things that well, they yeah. put on. Well, that, well, that means they have no friends to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't be no. wearing something like and that. No matter what the size yeah. is. To play on your concept that you just said, I have a friend who has been trying to lose weight for a long time. And I was like, you know, why don't you buy this? Why don't you buy that? They're like, I'm not buying any clothes until... I get to the weight I want. I'm right. like, well, mm-hmm. you should look good at every size. Right. Even when I, I'm still going through a process to get to where I want to be as far as weight-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to look good every time I step out the house. That's right. So if that means I got to buy clothes and then, you know, sell them, auction them off or whatever, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, because you don't know what opportunities are going to come your way along the journey. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, and you need to look the part. Yeah, but, you know, we have our, our, our 
man of the hour on the show right now, Mr. Steve the Dean Williams. Real talk about relationships. Um, he's no stranger to the show. He's been on, I think this is his third appearance, third or fourth appearance on the show. Okay. So he's an expert in relationships of all stages, from the single life to the married life, and all points in between. Steve teaches men and women how to unplug themselves from the dating matrix of TV, radio, and magazines. Instead, Steve's upfront, no nonsense, we could both vouch for that, blunt <laughs> dating advice goes against everything people have always been taught. This isn't chicken soup for the soul. Instead, Steve believes that in order to get your dating life right with the opposite sex, you first have to get yourself right. So we're going to welcome to the show. Are you ready, Rhonda? I'm ready. Mr. Steve, the Dean Williams. How are you, sir? Hey, feels great to be a man. How are y'all? Yes. <laughs> We're doing good. We're doing good. We're doing good. So we have had a lot of conversation going on. I have posted one of your, well, a couple of your videos, but the one that seems to have um, people going on is about the Becky. Is it the Becky one? Mm-hmm. About Becky. Mm-hmm. How to train to a black woman. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, training black women. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, yes. So just give us an overview, a rundown of, of, of what you were saying. Well, okay, here's the thing. All right. I'm I'm not the bad guy here. I'm trying to prevent these uh black women from making bad choices in guys who are just there to sleep with them, who don't want to have kids with them, who don't respect them because they don't respect their bodies to make better choices than men and to learn how to be more respectful, ladylike and to be worthy of a man's ring. So who are you to decide who is worthy of a, of a man's ring? Explain that a little well, bit. Who, well, who am I to decide? Well, I'm the dean. That's what, who I am to decide because a lot of these women are single and they wonder why these guys are just sleeping with them mm-hmm. and not marrying them. It's not for me to decide because I'm fine. I'm good. They're not. A lot of these women are not worthy of these guys' rings. Now, don't get me wrong. They're worthy to be sleeping with them because – these guys want to sleep with them, but that's all they want to do is sleep with them because of their attitudes and their behaviors. So what I need to do in my job is is to guide these women from the tyranny and pain and suffering from all these waiting-to-exhale lying individuals that have been lying to them, tell them that they're special and they're really important, and for them to see the truth for what it is and not what it could be. Miss Rhonda. Well, um, <laughs> oh, man. So I, I actually went and viewed quite a few of your videos. And, thank you. Uh, you might not want to thank me. You know, I had to plead the blood of Jesus to get some of that stuff out of my brain, um, that of what you speak. But it, what? Pig, piggybacking off of what, uh, what Joy said, you know, you know what makes you qualified to say the things, some of the things that you're saying. My, I was listening to a lot of, you like to quote or you like to say a lot of statistics, a lot of, uh, you say words like tonight, you just say truth, you know, and, and most of the things you say are not based on truth or fact, but in fact they are based on opinions and they are mm. degrading opinions and assumptions mm. That you have, like, let's let's start with your pledge. The pledge that you have for women yes, to pledge. say, it, it's not yeah. even, you, you're, you are reaching out specifically to black women, but the pledge that you would have them 
to repeat is being said by a woman who sounds very similar to Olivia Newton-John. So you you want them to take a pledge by a woman who doesn't even sound like them, who is not even there. Well, 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 I'm not talking... Well, no, this is my pledge. I pledge allegiance to my man, for he is my ruler and my king. Without him, I have no value or worth. I must separate myself from okay, all Okay, I'm going to just cut you women. off, because if anyone wants to see the pledge, they can go to your site. Okay, we're not going to well, have you say it tonight saying, on I'm the saying, air. But I'm saying that the woman who is actually saying the pledge, that she is, we can, we can, we don't have to assume. We know that it's not a black woman. It's a woman who sounds. Well, how do you know she's British? How do you know she's not? How do you, how do you know she's not? She black can be. She can be British. There are uh, quite a few black women who are British, but you know, and I know that that woman on there that she's not black. And Let and, and let's go question. even further than that. She's not American. Can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? Go ahead. How long have you been married for? Well, Mister, uh, put in your preposition at the end of your sentence. I have been married since May 21st of 2011. Well, congratulations. Yeah, so before you assume that I'm a black woman over 30 without a husband. Well, no, finally you got one. I'm I'm glad. No, I didn't finally get anything. My husband and I, we met each other in a time in a life where we sat together, and that was what God wanted for us. He wasn't auditioning me for his last name. Wait, 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 wait. Are you sure you want to bring God into this? So you, oh, you I can always were, bring God into it. Okay, so you, when you met him, you were a virgin then, right? So when you met him, you were a virgin. You, you, didn't, you didn't do half sex or anything like that. You were pure, right, like the driven snow, right? You, you, you want to, or, or you want to pick and choose your little God battles because you I, I don't, that I don't just, have uh, little God battles. And the great thing about being a woman of God is that whatever my story is, once you are a believer, whether you are a virgin or you are not a virgin, Having sex is not like the ultimate sin or the thing that separates you from anything. So whether I was a virgin or whether I was not a virgin had no bearing on how or when I became married. Or nor does it negate my salvation or what type of relationship I have with God. Or her value. Or my value. And I respect that, but hey, hey, you're a sinner, so that's that's fine. You, it's okay. We you're all we all are sinners, Steve. Yeah. But the difference between you and I is that I am a sinner who has been redeemed and followed, oh, and I'm a believer geez. of God. I can't say the oh, same about you, at least not oh, from what your fruit shows. So when you women have all this unprotected sex with these men who are not your husband. Then you can run to this building on Sunday and get all your your sins washed away, and you can clean the plate and slate. So I understand. I'm not mad. No, no, you don't understand because I don't even know why you jumped from my life to even say that is a general statement that women who believe in God are sleeping with a whole bunch of people because neither I do that nor the majority of the women who I know, black, white, or Asian, or or anything. And since you so like to talk you, about sleep, go ahead, go ahead, Steve. Go why ahead. Do think, why do you think these black women are unwanted? I mean, I'm not going to say unwanted because guys want to sleep with them, but not married. Why? Why do you think they're not going? Give me a reason because we. Oh, I don't have to give you that, a reason. I can actually give uh, you a fact based on oh, a statistic really? and based what's on that? research that what's black women. Let's talk about black women between the ages of 25. Through 39, that in a poll of black women who are unmarried, the reason why they are unmarried is because, in comparison to a black man in the same standard of life that they are, it's a 70 to 100. Seven, every 70 man, men, 
that have a degree, there's a hundred women. So it's an unequal play, an uneven playing field as to with other races, it might be like 100, 100. But in comparison, if it was a black woman to another race, it would be similar to the same number. And most women who are unmarried, black or white or any race, they are unmarried after the age of 30 because of a more of a career oh. focus. <laughs> Nothing wait, to wait, do wait, wait, with wait, a black wait. or after- a white man. Okay, okay, so let's be on okay, let let's be honest. And look, I'm not look, there are great black ladies out there. And though there are great Claire Huxtable type women out there who deserve to find a great husband. But you have a lot of these black women out here who feel that they are entitled to treat men any way they want to treat them. They feel they're entitled to raise their voice, they feel they're entitled to hit them throw things at them, and disrespect men. They are not entitled. And you know what was great is I tell guys black women outside of the United States, marry them because most of them have standards because most of them have parents, a set of parents. I'm not saying all black women are bad. I'm saying that the ones that are in the United States who will come from a single parent home, the majority of them, not all of them, are not worthy of these great men out there who are great kings, great men, who should never give their last name to a woman with such disrespect. That's and, what and, and, and this And that's what I'm talking about, your majority, your, those things that you're saying. They're, not only are they, they, that they are false and they are based on absolutely nothing, the reality is if you do talk to a man, let's say a Nigerian man, do you know that Nigerian yes. men prefer to marry black American women over a Nigerian woman for the fact of the, the standards that the American black woman has? And this is not an opinion. This is a proven fact. Also, you made a What's claim that the one of the reasons why black women are single is because men do not have the time to deal with all these baby daddies that all these black women are having. But you know what I found out, honey? I found out that actually it's more white women who have children with multiple men than that there are of black women who have children with multiple baby daddies. And of the percentage, with it being 59% of white women over 30 with multiple baby daddies compared to 30% of women, of black women, of that 59%, 92% of them have biracial children, and that's a white woman with a black king that you want to talk so much about. Your black king. Okay. Why, why, can I ask you a question? Why are you women, you black women out there, having all these kids out of wedlock knowing that your value is depreciated? Did you hear anything I just said? Boy? No, he wasn't. I listening. heard what you said. You, you aren't. You aren't listening. listening. We're not talking but, about the white woman, though. We're not. You're okay. We, I then, then, let, then let's not talk about the white women. Let's talk about because you said the majority. You quoted Oprah. You said, like Oprah said, seventy percent of black women are single, and that they all have research? these women okay. and all of the, they have all these children. When actually, only thirty percent of women who are single who are black over the age of thirty. Only thirty percent of them compared to fifty nine percent of other of another race that you like to uh affirm so much that they actually are the ones with the larger number. So okay, this thirty percent which would can be considered not even a majority. Barely a minority. I'm sure has done more research than the both of us, so I'll leave that alone. But what I'm asking you is this question. 
the, I, I am here to fight for my guys. That is my bottom line. But and I don't think the guys, guys you're great. fighting for, I don't think that they it, but, have the values but, 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 that you that you have. Or I shouldn't say value because it doesn't appear well, that you have mine. Well, well yeah. Oh. Wait, wait. Does oh. the Bible not say submit and serve your man? I mean, doesn't the Bible say that you must submit? Oh, you know there's an old phrase, you shouldn't bring a knife to a a gunfight. You can't talk about the Bible because let me tell you about what Ephesians 6 says. And that's the exact part of the Bible that talks about submitting. Go ahead, girl. And the part in Ephesians 6, it says that, that a husband, that a wife is supposed to submit to a husband as the church submits to Christ. And Christ, which is God, as the husband, he will cover and take care of the woman. And so it's a... Both of them are submitting. So he has a role to cover her. And he right. is okay. he okay. was commanded to love her. All she was commanded to do was to respect him. Wait, 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 wait. And that's in Ephesians the sixth chapter. You can read that in any interpretation. The King James. You can do the new living. You can do the message. You can even go to Genesis, the the second okay. uh, chapter. That's- let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. All right, let me take the Bible. Okay, bottom line. Let me let me yeah, bottom, bottom line. line. Here's the bottom. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is this: at the end of the day, you're going after our last name in our ring, and if you can't step up as a woman and submit, serve, give us sex, and unfortunately, what you're not doing is shh, being quiet when you're talking to a man. You know what he's going to do? You're just going to be booty meat. He's going to hit it, put your face in the pillow. He's going to roll, and he's going to find somebody else who's worthy of his last name because you women, not all you women, but you can tell that you have never been trained properly because all you've been doing is talking over a man when he speaks. How I, don't, I, don't, I don't ever talk over Will when he speaks, so I do not talk over men. And I just I would want to ask you a question. Did your mother, like, hurt you when you were a child? Did she touch you in a way that was inappropriate? Did you have an aunt or a grandmother that was so overbearing and that it just it made you think that women have a problem with, with black women, that who we are... Here's the thing, ladies. Check this out. When you women sit around and go with this, well, your mama black and would you? Would your mom? How did your mom hurt you? Well, guess what, ladies? These guys are not trying to sleep with their mothers. They're sleeping with you, ladies, because y'all are so easy, so needy, and so desperate that all a guy has to do is say, "Hey, baby, let me go ahead and take care of your little kids for you." All those unwanted kids that be like, "Are you my daddy? Are you my daddy?" They will take care you of You watch too much black exploitation films. <laughs> oh no, no, I don't watch but you can you can wait, wait, matter of fact, you can go to Chicago right now and I'm sure all those killings and shootings, if you follow those little kids home, I guarantee there's not a dad at that house or that residence. Because you women think that you could teach boys how to be men. You women. How, that is the worst thing that you think you can do. Mm-hmm. Teach a boy how to be a man. You are not a man. You're a woman. Well, and you, that is your problem. Well, you know, the thing is, we don't have a problem. There is a very uneducated and dangerous thing when you when you generalize any group of people. Oh. And that's exactly what you do. And I I hesitate to tell you this. But I agree that there's not a woman while there's not a man alive that can turn any one of the opposite sex into what God has ordained them to be. And you will be surprised to know that there are more women out here who follow that ideal. They may want to surround their children with male figures if something happened in their home. 
but there it's a very uneducated and unfair assumption uh, to say yeah. that children who are in a home without a father that there's multiple different fathers or that the women are whores because they are sleeping you can't even call them a whore i guess because you're saying they're not even getting paid for it that they are having multiple people and that all they're doing but wait a minute you want you don't want me to cut you off then allow me to continue to speak because maybe then if you hear me speaking and maybe you can respond to what i'm saying and not to your sound bites and your rhetoric that's on your your website so what i'm saying to you is that if you sat down and maybe did your own research, if you actually polled actual women and went into homes, then maybe you would find that the information you're saying is completely false. And let me ask you this, Stephen. What does your wife look like? Uh, what well, does, what box does she check on an application if she's, a, if she's applying for a job? The box she checks is Mrs. Williams. Or no, Mrs. that's not a box. That's not a box. Oh, oh, the box that funny. says, no, are you no, black, no, are you no, white, no, are you Asian, no, are you Hispanic? A pretty uh, is opinion, and it's in the eye of the beholder. Which box does she yeah. check, Stephen? She is a Caucasian woman. Oh, and in the black community, we would say, hmm, Mike just dropped. So and, and, you and don't you know, really have anything to say because okay, now we believe Michael, that everything that you say is a divisive means to separate white women and black women and to want black women to look the way your white wife, and I'm sure she's a wonderful woman, you want them to be inside of some type of box that she fits in. You're running the household at your house, aren't you? You have the pants. Your husband no, I don't. I don't. My husband... You can call my husband right now, and my husband is a man's man. I mean, like an Archie Bunker, 1950, old school, I need my beer, my hand, Al Bundy, man's man. Representation of your man, then your man is pretty weak, because if you were a great lady, you wouldn't sit there and say, just because I'm dating a woman out of my race, in the black community, I'm this and that. You would say, well, you know what? He's dating someone that he chooses to date. Because no, I don't no, care no, my no, 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 Stephen. That's you. You didn't hear anything that I said because I have no problem, and and I know that my sister over here will attest to this. The majority of my family is made up of people who chose folks that they love. They weren't black, white, Chinese, Korean. My my children have mixed heritage, so I don't care that your wife is white. You care that your wife is white because you want black women to take advice from this proverbial Becky. And if you really, if you really wanted us to go there, you're the one who's not happy and not representing her well. I mean, listen to Beyonce so much. You think that you want to be so independent? You're going to be independently alone. I don't. So I'm not even a Beyonce be... fan. So you assume that all no, women, no. all black women, that Beyonce no. is is my role model. She's not. I don't even listen to Beyonce. I couldn't even tell you what a Beyonce song is out right now. I'm not a follower of Beyonce. Let's take this from step one. Let's take this from step one because we need to talk about why women, are, why black women, and not all of them, the majority of them are just good for just sleeping with and not marrying. Now, let's talk about the, the black women making the choices in, in these bad guys and having all these kids out here, these unwanted kids. Um, you know there's a difference between kids who are born from love and sex. Can we agree on that? You know, you know the difference, right? You know the difference between children and babies and kids? Children are humans and kids are goats. <laughs> No, they're not. Because when when you see when when you did you hear what I said? He's not listening. I said I said a kid is a goat. G O A T. You know, an animal that's on all fours, a goat. 
So you don't even, you don't listen. You have a really bad, like, yeah. habit of not listening. Yeah, you're right. I, because because as a woman, all you're doing is running your mouth and you're not following the four rules. You're not, shh, you're more talking. And that is so different. What, what are the four rules? Um, you don't deserve my it, respect. But what are the four rules? It's submit, serve, sex, and shh. And I can add losing weight as well, but we won't go there. But let me ask you a question here. Uh, when it comes to sex, is who who makes the final decision when it comes to sex? Let's start there because we 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 got to. I'm going to take this. Well, I'm going to bring it full circle and explain to you why a lot of black women wonder why when they have all these kids, why these guys don't want them as wives. Do you know why who popularized the, the idea of women having sex without any strings? Do you know where that idea, the trend of that came from? A little 90s HBO show called Sex in the City. And it was a oh, show boy. full of white women. And I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not bagging on Sex in the City. But that I'm, was a show full of women saying that, hey, we are independent and we can have sex with anybody we want to just wait, like men can. Wait, wait, wait. Go back. Don't go to Sex in the City. Go to waiting exhale or when you say Oh, I'm jail. sorry. Do you need to go to a do you do you need to go look at I was it I M B D what is it called? Sex in the City came out before Waiting to Exhale. Really? Okay. Well, I'm staying corrected, but let me can you answer my question. Who when it comes to sex, who makes the final decision? Let's start there. When it comes to sex, who makes the final decision? Does the man or the woman make the final decision? Steven, your question makes no sense. It's based on what? Makes I'm, the final decision in what? Okay. Tell, give me the but, scenario. Okay, I, who makes the final I'm, decision in I, sex when it comes to what? Okay, okay. Sex, well, here we go. Sex is an agreement between two parties. Having a baby is a choice by a woman. I'm trying to connect these dots here. To show sex you. and babies, are. every time you have sex, you don't have a baby, Stephen. Family life. I, I know that, but these women are having all this unprotected sex with these guys who just want to sleep with them, making bad choices in these, these weak-ass guys, excuse my lady, these weak men. These men who don't want to be fathers. And then when they then Steven, when they what, killed what, a woman. What woman do you know that's over 30 that is being a mother that's having all these kids over 30? That she wait, wait, and, and all of these wait, over 30 dudes that are like, no, nah, B, that ain't mine. What world are you living in? The crow's feet and who thinks the new 40 is the latest 20. I'm not talking about those women because those are women that are desperate. They will take whatever they And those get. also <laughs> aren't women of color because as uh, Cicely Tyson has shown us, who is over 90 years old, she looks amazing. So black don't crack. So this crow's feet, that's typically not a situation with black women. Doesn't make you a good woman. It just makes you a woman that looks good. So what? You look good just because the car looks good when you drive it off the lot. That's the thing that makes the value in the car, not the look of the car. But I guess your husband didn't teach you about that, did he? Or did he, did you teach him that? Stephen, as we were talking about earlier about slander, I don't have to respond to ignorance because we already know you and I are on the same level. You're not even on a level. Depreciation of cars has nothing you, to do with the question I ask you. Help me understand, if you want me to answer your question about sex, what is the structure, what is the point of this question you're asking about who makes the final decision when it comes to sex? What do you mean as it relates to a date, as it relates to when women, men and women are going to actually have sex, how often they have sex, who you have sex with? What's, what, what is the basis of your question? The, the, I'm asking you a simple two plus two question. No, you're simple. But your question when, you're asking is 
to a man entering a woman's body. Keyword, I'm going to help you out here. Entering a woman's body. I know body. what sex is, Stephen, you little peon. I'm asking you what. Makes the say so in saying, yes, you can put your thing inside of me. I just want to hear you say it. Who makes that final say so? Is it the man or is it the woman? Okay. You're looking well, for the answer to the woman, you. right, Steve? Excuse me, sir? You're looking for the, the answer that the woman makes the decision, right? Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yes, it's the woman. Well, let me ask you since the woman, because these women don't want any accountability for their actions. Okay, okay anyway. So when, when the woman who makes that final choice letting this guy in raw because she chooses not to protect her body, then all of a sudden she winds up pregnant, then all of a sudden the man who didn't want said babe says i never wanted the kid but what women do who don't have accountability will say well you should have wore a rubber you should have protected your body you should have did this you should have did this women and, and not even black women most women do not take accountability for their actions so then you have these unwanted kids out there that are destroying this world that systematically are destroyed, especially in the black community, because there's no man to guide these boys. They want to act more like women, more gay, more feminine, more crime. They're repeating the same cycle of mom. You know, mom would tell you to close your legs, but mom keep her legs. But all of a sudden, hey, where's the accountability in you black women? But here you have a black woman who just finally got married surely after 30 or 40 or however old you are, finally what? looked up and got a guy why and does, had a man. Why, does age, now why does age have anything to do with it? And what you're doing is you're lump something um, all children and you're lump something all women. To me, it doesn't sound like you have any value of children, especially children with a single parent. And it's not the child's oh. fault. And you're saying that because a child has a single parent, and the parent could be the mother or it could be the father. So you're saying that because the child has a single mother, that they're going to go down a road um, of being gay or being um, uh, on the street causing crime or doing whatever. So you're already putting that that, um, child in a mold without even giving the child a chance. Every child, child has, has every child has a possibility of a future, and depending on who's in the child's life, whether it be an aunt, an uncle, a grandparent, nine times out of ten, if the parent is a single parent, they have a strong support system. But you're lumping so many different people and have so many different stereotypes that you are giving um, women, whether they're black or whatever other race, that if they're a single parent, you're giving them a bad name. And you're putting I'm people. Yeah, yes, you are. You know why they're giving themselves a bad name? Because they're making bad choices. You are giving them a bad name. Have you ever made a bad choice in your life? Have you ever made a bad choice in your life? And do you and do you, and do you get criticized for it? I have no bastard kids, and that's what they're called. Let's do the math. They're bastards. And, and I'm not knocking a bastard kid. I'm just saying, let's okay, be honest here. All right, They're- so you're saying any single parent is a bastard kid. So what do you think about President Obama? His mother was a single mother. He's a bastard. But just because he was a president, he was still a bastard if he, if he was So why, are you, why without- are you labeling with such a negativity? Wait, what is the definition of a bastard? Excuse, excuse maybe I, I Why I, are you I labeling... Children. It's a negative connotation. It's right. not a. It's not a definition. Better You're like someone who is trying to find a different way to 
you're using a derogatory term and acting like it is the standard name to describe a child who does not have a father. The term bastard was used way back in the day during wartime of parents of, of fathers or, or mothers, but mainly fathers who were killed. And when they came back, they left their, they would call it a bastard child. It had nothing to do with the way you're making it and the way the society has gone and ran with that word. But Stephen, let me ask you, let me stick and ask you simply so we can get your, your stuff out here. You, you talk about that this one habit what is this one habit that women have that are sabotaging their chance with men? Their and the word is one up, habit. Their bad habit. Their bad habit is their attitude. Their attitude, their bad, messed up attitude. Their attitude is their titanic ship sinking. A very, very bad attitude. You can't help it. And what and and so my question to you and your personal research and your dissertation and your time and your field study of this attitude have you witnessed this attitude not as a stand as someone like window shopping did you date several black women who had this characteristic Okay this is this is I'm glad you asked that question you know, you know the funny thing, and, and I, I'm going to answer your question with this little statement here. This is beautiful. I'm glad you asked that. You know, there is there are so many guys out there in the YouTube world, in the in the world of Facebook, and, and again, you remember, there's not all just, all black women are not bad. You keep I'm not saying they're all bad. No, so you keep saying that. We don't. You do. I'm saying, well, wait, wait. I'm talking about ladies. I'm talk, wait, I never disrespect a lady because a lady has morals and values and ethics, and she knows that she can have sex, but as long as it's protected sex, because she, if she has a baby, it's coming from a man that has her. I'm, la- I'm having a hard time understanding la- why you can't answer the question. What? It, uh, tell, my question was, have you experienced multiple dating situations personally with these women with this attitude? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You see it everywhere you go. Yeah. And I have. Yes, absolutely. 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 And you know what's so great about it? Isn't it? Uh, isn't it? Uh, wait, let me ask the, uh, the gentleman on the on the air. Uh, what's, your, what's your name, sir? Will. The, the guy on the Will. Will? Yeah. Well, let me ask you, Will. Isn't, isn't it amazing that you, you have you ever been on YouTube, Will? Yeah. And I'm sure you've been on Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't it amazing that you don't know most guys out there, most uh, African-American men out there, but yet it's in it odd that they say the exact same thing. They don't know each other from anything. And they always have the same experiences, not with, not with all black women, but the majority of the ones that have this thing called this attitude of independence, of this, this attitude of I'm a queen and I'm, I'm a strong black woman and I need to That's be an treated. attitude? To say that I'm a queen and that I'm a strong black woman. If you call yourself a black king, shouldn't I be your queen? No, you have not been worthy. Have you picked up the what the, make, the, the hammer? Take, take away all of the prejudice. Take away all of your pseudo experience. If in an ideal situation, if you have lived a life contingent upon all the stuff you've gone through and it has made you feel as if you are a king and a woman out there, no matter what she's black, Asian, purple, pink, yellow, no matter what she is, if she too has lived these steps, she's not worthy to say that she is a queen. 
She's not worthy to have pride in herself. She can have all the pride in the world, but we all know that you women are needy, lonely, insecure, desperate individuals that are easily broken down by smart men that can get you in bed by just telling you what you want to hear. You're not queens. So I guess the question that we really should be asking you, Stephen, is is your question isn't really about marriage or your message isn't about marriage. Your message seems to be about disrespect. About it is about it's about disrespecting women who are going who are having uh, sex, and you have an issue with women who have children who are not married. That's your issue because, see, if we were talking about why, what are the reasons why women are single and whether whatever their, whatever their race is, then we could talk about those things. See, but you have this unmitigated gall to stand and call in on this show maybe the third or fourth time and say this nonsense that women, black women, the majority... Have have yeah. are have these nasty attitudes, and that we aren't queens. Yeah. And you say you respect you not, a lady, no, and you. you man, that a man has to deem you worthy. I keep telling you, you were worth nothing to a guy. You were just a face in the pillow and a tail in the air until he says you have value. I keep it, is it hard you for you to believe That's that right. every woman's tail isn't in the air, and that every woman's face is not in the pillow? And, and and we're not trying to experience the small gift that you have to offer. And men don't determine a woman's value. God determines a woman's value. Whatever we feel that we are valued, that's what determines value. You're putting you're putting too much in the man's hands. Why did you get married as soon as you get, were illegal? Why did he cut down the slice of Minotaur's neck and take it to Mount Kilimanjaro because you were so special? So valuable and so worthy. Why? Why all of a sudden you finally found a man? Because you know how it goes, ladies. When a guy can't really get a woman, he usually, you know, digs in the scraps of the thirties and forties because he knows they're really needy and desperate. He can't get the eighteen and twenty-year-old. So we know that when you're over thirty, and it's not a bad thing, ladies. It's just hey, you getting the eggs are drying up a little bit. You're getting the crow's feet. Women's you know, eggs, Stephen, do not dry up. And there are women today that are 60 years old still but having babies. Please just open a book. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Okay, <laughs> let, let, let's 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 move to this this next question. So I want to ask you, Steve. You you said you know how to cheat proof your relationship. Give, yeah, give, give me a few tips on that. The way you can treat the ladies, the way you can cheat, you have your man from not cheating on you. Please. Is number one, when he comes in that door, I'm not saying wash his feet with your hair, but we can talk, we can get close to that. You need to show him that, you know what, you need to be glad and happy that he chose you. You need to go ahead and make sure you get his beer, his drink. You need to make sure you massage the back of his neck and listen to his life things instead of making everything about you. It's not about you. You need to make sure you cook him a meal. You need to make sure you give him sex when he wants it and when he doesn't want it. You got to make sure that, you know, yes, he can do the dishes and he can wash clothes, but you make sure the house is nice, tidy, and neat. And on top of that, you need to give him sex all the time and do things to him that we can't discuss. But you need to show him that, you know what, I am glad that you chose me. And then he's not going to go to it. But, again, there are some guys that will stray. I'm not saying all guys. But if you want to marriage-proof it, ladies, you got to step up. you got to work out because some men like fit women. you got to work out. you got to look good, put some makeup on, 
make sure the kids are taken care of, make sure the homework is done. you got to do these things because if you don't do these things, you're going to lose his interest. I am only fighting for my guys here. I'm fighting for my guys. If you want great men, you got to be a great woman. That's all. I was okay, so now my, so to piggyback on all of that, so I don't have yes. a, I don't have a problem, not with your version of it. I don't have a problem with a wife catering to her husband, you know, with a wife taking care of whatever she's taking care of. And men and women, wives and husbands, they have different things that they consider in their homes. But in all of this that, that you're saying, Stephen, tell me what makes it cheat-proof for the woman if he's not doing anything to reciprocate. She can do all of that. She can make him feel like the king that he is. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with making your man feel like he is, that, that she chose him for a reason. There's nothing wrong with making him feel special. It's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But it isn't a marriage about choosing each other. That's it. It's about choosing each other. And if he's never doing anything, yeah, he ain't going nowhere. Why would you? Why would you go anywhere if you have all of this? This sounds a lot like, exactly. I don't know, slavery. What would what would you do? Slavery? Yes. yes. Because you're not saying that you're doing Barefoot anything for her. You're only talking about what she has to do for you, master. So it's we weird. don't know what, what are you doing for her. And don't say that what you're doing for her is giving her your last name and keeping her around. It's very narcissistic. Look, look, because she's lucky to have your last name in your ring, and I'm not saying he <laughs> she's doesn't lucky. have to do things. I'm not saying he has to do things, but again, he chose you. He put value into you. No, so you she already had value. She brought value. A marriage is 100% or more. Everybody bring in 100% to the, to the relationship, to the marriage. It's not one well, becomes more valued that. once she gets that ring on. That's nonsense. Well, but that's what women see. That's why. But see, what happens is women tell women all the time. You know what? You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. You know what? You should be glad that you are in a fraternity finally, because there's a lot of women out there who are beating down that man's door to get his last name in his ring. He chose you. So at least thing you could do is submit to him, serve him. Stephen, no him women. Se- most women have no problem with submitting and serving their man. What people are not buying from your store is the idea that you are going to serve and submit to a man and that your man will never do anything in return except the sheer magnificence of him claiming you and making you as if your whole life is a dependent. Now I get that extra credit on my taxes. He should hug you, tell you he loves you, and all that good stuff. You yeah, absolutely. But you know what, ladies? But check this out, ladies. What I always tell you: you don't, you don't take. You need to offer to buy men drinks. I tell you from the beginning. This is where you. Let's talk from the beginning why you were showing. This is why you get worthy. You buy the man a drink. If you if you're going out to dinner with the man, when they give you the cheese dip, like I always tell you, you serve the man. You show the man that you know what I'm not here to take you for your money. Valentine's and Christmas Day, you don't celebrate those. Christmas is for kids. Valentine's Day is a made-up holiday. I am glad to have you as my man. Doing things like that is going to make him want to stay home. And if he plays video games, buy his favorite video game. Matter of fact, while he's playing his video game, make sure you're naked right next to him because oh if he gosh. wants to grab you. Wait a second. Oh, wait a second. So what you I'm saying say, you're saying you a marriage know, is all about the man. The marriage is when he's on the throne. You get him his slippers. You cook him his meal. You give it to him when he wants it. But yet, yeah. what about her needs? 
The marriage is okay. two people. It's not one okay. person okay. and the other person on the knees at their feet. It is two people given 200% into a relationship that they both decided to come jointly into together for forever. While you watch TV, y'all can sit on the couch. You're spending time together. That's your moment where you can talk to him <laughs> and, and, and let him know what's going on with your, with your day, and you, you can have the communication. While after you fix his meal first and you sit in your chair... Y'all can talk and discuss things. I'm not saying he's not going to hug you. I'm not saying he's not going to do the dishes. I'm not saying he does. He will do for you. What I'm saying is, is that you are lucky. You won the lottery. You got yourself a man. So instead of complaining all the time, not giving him sex, gaining weight, getting angry, telling him where he can and cannot go, you need to sit around and say, wow, I'm lucky. I've got a man. And you know what? I need to show him why giving me his last name was the greatest honor a man can do for a woman. So let me reciprocate that because, you know what, I have no problem uh, making love to him or playing around or wearing something sexy or working out, staying fit, cooking, cleaning, and things like that. He can do the same thing. But what I'm saying is you know your man is coming home from a hard day of work. Why not make it nice and convenient for him? Even if you're working, you know what? Be that strong. Remember, y'all women want to be like men, equal rights and all this other stuff. So why don't you be equal when you come home and get in that kitchen and cook for him? That's all I'm saying. Well, Stephen, we are excited that we have been cooking up something that you've been serving today. (laughs) And if nothing else, it does make for great dialogue and for people to think on both sides of... (laughs) The spectrum. The spectrum. So, yeah. Stephen, while I don't agree with uh, at least ninety nine point three of what you're saying, there is someone out there who would like to hear more. So, tell us how we can follow you. Tell us yeah. your website, where people can converse with you offline or online. Give us that information. Your show's coming up at nine o'clock too. I think, right? Yeah, nine o'clock. And you know what? I would love for her husband to call in because he can finally get around some real men and really like tell us <laughs> the truth about everything. So I want to say thank you, but yes, guys, if y'all want to learn how to be men and ladies, you want to learn how to be ladylike, would you rather listen to a woman who's been married for just like, what, 10 years, or a man who's been married for 17 years with no arguments, no problems, no fights, who used to be a whore, used to be a slut, and turned out to be a great guy? You can come to the man mindset, because we have a, we have a lot of wonderful men that want women, that want wives. But y'all are just not worthy yet. And I, it is my duty, my job, to show you women out there that you must submit, you've got to serve, give him sex, and be quiet most of the time and cook, <laughs> clean, work out, and be grateful that he is giving you his time. Mm. Because for some reason, we're in a world where they're lying to you. But I got you covered. Ladies, I love you, ladies. No, no hard feelings. I, y'all, y'all dug in. I like you. I like this. But ladies, I mean, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. I got two ladies on here. Are y'all both married? Because I, I, I heard two different opinions. So uh, tell me you both are married because if one of you are not married and you're giving an opinion on relationships and marriage, come on now. We don't have to say because you really didn't speak much on marriage as you did about single women and about children and about motherhood. So we could have, no matter what our marital status, we were able to... Speak on that, but we will have to wrap up, so we're going to have to leave you okay. hanging on that one, Stephen. Come 
on my show. Feel free to come on my show where, where you can talk to the guys where they can give you their thoughts. If you really, if you really want to, ladies, feel free to come in at 9 o'clock, call into the show, and let my guy talk to you. And we, we might have to. Really... We can cuss on your show, so we might have to. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. All right, all right. Thanks, Steve, for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. I love you all. I, I am, it's great being in the man. Thank you, everybody. All right. I mm. drop my mic now. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. You know what? We're gonna take. Yeah. Mm. I think, Rhonda, you need a break. I, I need a break. You need a break. I, I backed off after break a while. All right. So, so <laughs> everybody, hold tight. We'll be right back. I'm a firefighter, a teacher, I'm a farmer, I'm a barber, a waitress, a mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty, something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Hey, Dr. Phil here. You know, I help people solve difficult problems every day, but one problem has me stumped. Childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. Luckily, the Feeding America network of local food banks collects surplus food, giving hope to hungry children and their families. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Layla Ali. I might be undefeated in professional boxing, but there's one problem even I can't fight alone. Childhood hunger. Over 17 million kids in America may not know where their next meal is coming from. That's one in five children. Yet billions of pounds of surplus food produced right here in America just get thrown out every year. That's more than enough to feed every last hungry child. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to hungry kids before it goes to waste. But they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank by going to feedingamerica.org. Together we can knock out hunger. Together we're Feeding America. To help solve hunger in your community and to find your local food bank, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember 
the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. You're now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Now back to the show. All right, we're back. Rhonda, you okay? Yes, got me a little water Joy? on my neck. You good, Joy? Yes. <laughs> Y'all were hot. You had steam coming out I your know neck. It. I know, and I tried. Like Twitching. I got to call Nikki and ask if I broke any uh, FCC. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go on. Let's go on to our hot topics. Okay, so I want to talk to you guys about an issue. Okay. Get your opinion. All right. So love at a distance. I was looking at a study. They said um, statistics show that about 14 to 15 million people in the United States consider themselves in a long-distance relationship. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Been toying with this idea. So quick stats about it. 4.5 months, that's the average time before a long-distance relationship breaks down. 4.5 months. 40% of all long-distance relationships end with a breakup. Um, 70% of all failed long-distance relationships fail due to unplanned changes in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, The average distance is about 125 miles. Um, And then 1.5 times is the average number of times um, the couples visit each other per month. So you're only seeing that person one point. How do you see a person point five? But one point five <laughs> within a whole day. Times, yeah. Know, Skype. Um, <laughs> yeah. And two point seven days is the average number of days between phone calls to one another. And then fourteen months is the average number of months before the couples decide to move together. So I want to find out: Have either of you ever had a long distance relationship? And did it work? Did it not work? And if it did work, how did you get it to work? Um, well, I was when I first moved here. I moved okay. here from Philly. Okay. Um, and I went to grad school, and we were in relationship throughout grad school. Okay. But it's just my life decided to go a different route because of my education. And I decided to stay, and that we just decided to go our separate ways because it just wasn't – he wasn't going to move here. And I decided to stay. Yeah. So, so, so how, how, how long were you together before that came about as far as the... We were together for four years. Five. So yeah. you never had that discussion early on in the relationship? You know, at what point is this not going to be long distance? We had it continually. But it was just... Things changed? It just changed. I just decided I'm not going back. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, there's felt like there was something more here. Okay. You know, I felt in my heart that I'm supposed to be here for a little bit longer. And mm. he's like, well... I'm not moving unless you come back, you know. Really? <laughs> so wow. it, it was a mutual decision. Uh-huh. It was painful, mm-hmm. but, you know, okay. but we still communicate. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Okay. Rhonda? Well, for me, um, when I was in college, college. a sophomore, mm-hmm. and it was my high school sweetheart, and yeah. we had broken up and then got back together the summer before. And unfortunately for us, it was one of those things where, Sometimes you're too different or you're in two different spaces. Yeah. You know, I was moving on towards I mean, my second year of college. He um, had some issues and he didn't go to college. And so he was at home getting involved with home things. And mm-hmm. I was at school looking at, you know, being easily strayed with my eye. Because mm. I'm like, these are, they have a little, little different things on their plate. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> And um, 
So for me, it it eventually ended because if I was more mature, it would have it would have ended because we just were in different spaces. Right. Mm-hmm. But it ended immaturely because I'm like, um, why am I dealing with a dude who ain't even in school when I'm surrounded by all these gorgeous men who are in school? So it was it ended in a shallow way. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But either way, I think it would have ended because we were in two different spaces. And he grew out of it. Yeah. Sometimes you need, I think. Certain people, you need that physical space to mm. cultivate a relationship. Mm. And telephones, and this was in the early 2000s, late 90s. So all you really had back then was a telephone. Mm-hmm. Not like you could Skype and, you know, and all that type of stuff. Nikki well, Curry said she sees smoke coming from your ears. <laughs> she sees <Right>. smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still so, coming, Nikki. So for the time that it did last, what were your techniques? What were, what was the, the regimen for getting a long-distance relationship to last? I'm the type of person where, like, for 16 years, I rolled over and I had somebody there. So yeah. I'm not dealing well with being single. Uh, mm. We've discussed okay, that we over and over again. Yes. We've discussed that. Um, and oh, we have a letter to discuss as well. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but I'm considering a long-distance relationship, or at least getting to know somebody long distance as far as New York. Um, but I don't know because I'm the type of person where when I want to see you, I want to see you. Right. And I don't know if 1.5 times per month is going to keep me Hmm, what's the word? It's going to keep me safe. It's going to keep me, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, yeah. well, you know, a lot of times, you know, people talk about intimacy in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lately the talk um, has been, you know, to create intimacy, it's not just about a physical. Okay. You know, it's True. about getting to know, uh-huh. it's about learning the person's heart, where they, uh, their mind and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody wants to be intimate f- physically, but initially in a relationship, you get, you, get, you talk about different things mm-hmm. you get to know the person what do they feel about a b and c right, right you know but a long distance relationship if it starts off like that and then it, you eventually come together right that's good but you have a foundation uh-huh. versus you know if you're seeing each other every day and you're not really chatting you're just kind of hanging out mm-hmm. that's, so. true. that's true I, I think you have to to uh assess what's the end goal mm-hmm. you know um it, that's it what's the end goal what are your common core any relationship, whether it's long distance, whether it's next door, mm-hmm. whether it's cohabitation, where's this wh- going? You know, where's this going, exactly. and what? And and what do we ha- what do we have here? What is our foundation? Right. You know, and the best foundation that you know, like you said about the sixteen year relationship, mm-hmm. is friendship. Right. If you can build a friendship with someone, mm-hmm. then it's easier. Whether it is whether that means it's going to go further or it stops. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. But you have to you have to have an end goal and know what is this, what's this going to be is it like. Leading, yeah, yeah, what's it leading to? Because if I'm going to like what Joy said, if I'm in Virginia and you're in Philly, mm-hmm. and I can come see you, we can make it where we see each other twice twice a month for mm-hmm. an entire weekend or something like that. Mm-hmm. But are we both willing to commit to this for a lifetime? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and exactly. if. That's not was if that's not feasible, Mm-mm. then then it's, then there's no purpose in it. Well, like you said, the end goal is important, and before you if you start off together and then for whatever reason, maybe job or whatever education, you separate for a little bit, but you know it's like eventually we're to come, come together. That's right, mm-hmm. right. So everything that we do during this season is about nurturing the relationship. That's right, building a foundation because we know down the road we're going to be together. Mm-hmm. But if you're just chilling and all that kind of stuff. It's like, uh, yeah. kind of wasting each other's time. Yeah. Especially like this letter. Can we talk about the letter? Yeah, let's talk about it. You want to read it? I, I'll read it. Okay. I try to do my, str- um, 
What's, your, what's your her phonics? name? What? The strawberry voice? Yeah, strawberry voice. It don't work. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so I'm going to go read it. All right. Okay. Let's face it. I'm in a dilemma. I met a guy a few weeks ago online on a dating site, and I thought things were going very well. We have great conversations, have been on a couple of great dates. I was feeling like there was a connection, so I canceled my subscription to the site. As days passed, I started to suspect that he hadn't done the same thing in removing his ad, so I created a fake profile to check and see. After messaging him and asking him about his relationship status, he didn't mention that he was seeing anyone, and I was livid. Am I justified to be in my feelings, or am I overreacting? I want to know at what point should I expect him to remove this ad. Sign stuck in my feelings. Do you think you sometimes become addicted to the search that you're not making good connections? That's a question that we had at the bottom of the letter. Mm. Let me tell you about this letter. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can I pick it apart for a second? Pick it apart. Sure. Pick it apart. So first of all, she said, I met a, a guy a few weeks ago. And let's be technical, a few is three. So uh-huh. she met a guy three weeks ago online. Through a dating site, probably BlackPeopleMe.com, uh-huh. Christian wait, People, wait Mingle. <laughs> wait a minute. And nothing against her. <laughs> and so anyway, so three weeks ago she met someone. Mm-hmm. Then they had great conversations. Uh-huh. And they had a couple of great dates. Here we go technical again. <laughs> couple. They had two great <laughs> dates. Two great dates. Okay? Okay. And so then... She was so sprung. Uh-huh. So obviously we know that these were sexual days uh-huh. because she felt so connected uh-huh. that she canceled her subscription. Uh-huh. Evidently, he didn't feel that connection. He didn't feel that connection. Yeah. And as days passed, days, uh-huh. so we know it was less than seven. Uh-huh. So as days passed, <laughs> I started, because she didn't say a week, right, a right, week. Right, right, right. I started to suspect that he hadn't done the same by removing his ad. So then I showed him I was crazy. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. That I created a fake profile right, right. to check and see. Hmm. And when she realized that he didn't change his message, I mean, his status, she became livid. And she asked the question, am I justified to be in my feelings or am I overreacting? You're neither. You don't have any feelings. <laughs> this is not about overreacting. And you need to go and watch a little movie called A Thin Line Between Love and Hate because you are acting like you have lost your mind. Uh-huh. This is... this. Here's the it's thing. a mixture of desperation and insecurity. It is. Yeah. It is. It's, it's a complete mixture of both of those, Will, uh-huh. because you don't know anyone after a couple of days. Yeah, right. You don't, period. You don't know anybody after a couple of years. Okay, after a couple of years. You haven't even known decades, this man almost. a month yeah. yet. A couple of decades, Will. <laughs> As he's blinking. Bring it back in. We're going to have to talk online. A little less okay. He's unashamed. And, 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 and so she hasn't even known this man for a month. Uh-huh. And she is ready for this man to become. Now, this is a woman that Stephen. This is the woman that Stephen is talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah. That Steve the Dean, uh-huh. because she wants this man to be her ma- her husband. There's no way around it. Uh-huh. After two dates and three, and within three weeks, she wants this man to 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 be so much to her. Uh-huh. And all he is doing exactly what that website is for: getting to know someone, seeing if we can get a connection, whatever that means. So I think that this woman needs to get off of all those sites, and I think she needs to go find some type of something for herself mm-hmm. to get to know and to love herself. Mm-hmm. That's what I, w- I want to tell her. She Where she needs to be stuck is on herself, because right now, instead of being stuck in her feelings, she's stuck on stupid. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Um, I, I mean, I don't know who it is, but I've been on those sites. I've been, you know, I've joined them before. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, because you can give out the energy that you're thirsty. 
And I think probably what she did, I could just imagine her on those, yes. on those couple of dates, on those couple of weeks, that she was just, you know, I'm yeah. going to lock you down. And right. probably just turned them off. Right. Yeah. Well, there so. are a lot of men out there that on these sites, uh-huh. and women, too, that are trolling, because, you know, you can identify people, like you yeah. said, who are desperate, mm-hmm. or, you know, you're just trying to get it. When you can yeah, get it. and you have to ask what and are you, what how many how many true pieces of information do they it. honestly put on there? Is uh, that photo really you? Exactly, right. I think not. No, let's Facetime. Let's, let's Facetime. Let's Facetime, boo. <laughs> oh, you you you, you like me? You you did whatever? You uh-huh. sent me a little message? You poked me? What does that mean on poke Facebook? Poke me. But anyway, we'll talk about that another time. It all yeah. started with a poke. The, it all started with a poke. <laughs> Go ahead. Get out. Oh. So um, <laughs> this lady. It's ridiculous. You need to get to know people, mm-hmm. period. I don't care what your belief system is. You need to know someone. Yeah, you yeah. cannot You cannot hold this man hostage or responsible for these pseudo feelings that you have yeah. mm-hmm. of being irritated from two dates in less than a week. Good answer, y'all. Good answer. The Shack. Let's talk about The Shack. Well, you know what? I never saw the movie, but I read the book. I read the I've book several times, so and much I saw the movie. I love it. I saw the movie on a bad weekend, so I was crying before I went in there, Uh-oh. and that just intensified. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, Octavia Spencer, she plays yes. God. Yes. And from Wonderfully. What I, from what I gather, there are other people that play God in different scenes. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, one other person. Okay. Mm-hmm. So some church members or, mm-hmm. you know, people in the church are yeah. upset Jeez. that Octavia Spencer is playing God. <sighs> Now, do we all know what God looks like? Exactly. No. no. And, and you know, but God what? has a male f- side. He has a female side. He's all knowing. He's spirit. He is. Yeah. He is. He's he is. spirit. Mm-hmm. And so, what, it was, which is an ever flowing, and, and you can't put it in a box. Right. And I've never read the book, and I've had friends for years who've been talking about this book. Mm. It's fantastic. And, and, and I feel like I can't watch it. the movie got until I read the book. But here's the interesting thing I work with the, with the woman. She's probably 50 something, mm-hmm. um, a white woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she read the book. And I told her the movie was coming out, mm-hmm. and she said she didn't want to see it um, because she just she doesn't like seeing movies, books turn into movies. Right, okay. right. But she was telling me that when she was reading the book, she said so many people got caught up on the fact. She said that she said because if you read the book, you realize that this the God character is almost described like she said like an Aunt Jemima type yeah, person. She said like woman. a black you know big black woman. Mm-hmm. Right. And and it was funny to me because she hadn't heard about the movie, so I'm like, well, they got it hit. Yeah. You know, they did good with right. Octavia Spencer. Uh-huh. You know. And she said, it bothers me that you can miss a storyline yes. because you're stuck right. on what you think exactly. God is supposed right. to look like. Because it's about forgiveness. That's it. So, I want to read the book. It bothers me that you can miss life. Yes. With that same concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish everybody, this, this, when I saw the movie, I was going through my own thing, but what resonated with me the most is, as you said, in the movie, God revealed himself as different people throughout right, the thing. Right. And uh, there was one scene when God revealed himself as, um, I keep saying himself, reve- was revealed as like a, a Native American man. And the, the character that he revealed himself to, which was, I think was, um, I don't know who, what his name was, but um, was like, are you playing games with me? He said, no, I, I thought that you needed a father figure for today. So mm-hmm. that resonated that God is so right, omniscient. I'm so omnipotent. But doesn't God speak through that people? He He knows yeah. exactly what you need. And they're not all the same. Yeah. God so speaks through a variety of people. That he's supposed to have that long time. Right. Yeah, but yeah. he speaks through people into your life. Right. I'm, and, and to quote scripture, and I haven't read the book or seen the movie, but mm-hmm. there's a scripture that says, 
you know, when I was hungry, you fed me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was in prison, you came to see me. When I needed clothes, you put them on my back. And then the person he's speaking to said, but Lord, when were you this and when were you that? Mm-hmm. And he said, when you did it to the least of these, yes. you did it unto me. Yeah. And, you know, we can take that scripture and go 50 million ways. But what God is saying is, is essentially what we're all saying is that you can't put me in a box. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and so when you serve this person, and when you do this, it's me that you're doing it unto. Right. Right. And you can take it literal. And you can say that that black woman over there, that that's me. Mm-hmm. You can take it literal and say that Native American man that was your, that, that father figure, that was me. You can take it literal and say that feeling in the air when the breeze got real cool across your face, yeah. that was me. Yeah. Or you can, and, and you can do all of that. Mm-hmm. And you can also just realize that at the same time when everyone was experiencing that thing, it was happening at the same time, and it was all God. Mm-hmm. How about in the word when it said, you know, was he in the wind? No. Come on, exactly. He was a still small voice. Yes. So we have to stop putting God in a box. We've got to yes. stop putting him in a box. Well, I I, I definitely want to read the book first. You'll mm-hmm. love it. Um, yeah, so much was captured in the book. Of course, in the movie, you can't. Yeah. But I think the book did a really good t- uh, job of yeah. covering the movie. That's good. Yeah, I'll definitely see it. Well, I'll see it on fire stick, but yeah, I'll see it again. <laughs> Okay, we got one more hot topic, and then we're going to go. We're going to talk about your business. Is Jopal? Jopal. 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 All right, all right. So Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck have evidently, they've called off their divorce. You know, they were separated back in 2015 after an 11-year marriage. um, And they said they decided that she she really wants to work things out with Mm -hmm. Ben. They're giving things another try. Um, they said they really love each other, and they also really, really love their kids. And okay. for those kids, they're, they're, they're willing to try again. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask both of you, have you ever given love a second chance? And do you believe love can be sweeter the second time around? It can be. I believe that, you know, once you fall in love and maybe you fall out of love or you've been hurt or rejected or whatever, it's a time where you learn from it and you heal from it. And then God just brings something else around Yeah, that just washes over you and it's a different love oh, okay you know but you know you move on you do i haven't had a chance of second chance to know about that but what i will say <laughs> is i do um i guess it's me throwing shade to my own youth uh-huh. but um two stories my parents okay. they were married for 17 years mm-hmm. divorced for about 20 and while they had an inappropriate relationship we will say it was questionable uh-huh when he was remarried towards the end. But their friendship was so amazing, Mm -hmm. you know. And before he passed, the last few years of their life, their friendship was amazing, you know. And we make jokes about them being romantically involved and whatever. And, you know, we're like, Mom, you know, she was like, he's my husband first. But but the beauty (laughs) that they were able to to, to receive from one another in the end Mm -hmm. was amazing. And then there was a lady who I work with, uh, she and her husband were married for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Valentine's Day, um, at work, he um, surprised her and sent her a dozen roses, but they were all different colors. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. And But they came 25 minutes after she had already left. And so she left, went home, and came back the next day, and it was just even, you know, she still loved him, and we were all talking. I mean, this is an older couple. Uh-huh. So we're all gushing over it. And she was like, he's always doing stuff like that. And, and then the way she talked about him, like it was their first time together all the time. Uh-huh. And then the sad thing is, unfortunately, he suddenly passed a few days ago. Wow. And But the beauty in their relationship is from day one until the last day, the love 
the love that they share was evident mm-hmm. and it grew, mm-hmm. you know. And so why it wasn't a second chance or a second time, I do believe that love grows mm-hmm. and sometimes it can get better. If you walk away from it and come back to it, it's like that whole idea of the notebook. Mm-hmm. But that's why we feed I still have into. Never seen the oh, well, blasphemous! But that's why we give into the, <laughs> <laughs> in the world. That's why we like those kind uh-huh. of movies. Yeah, it's not because we're a hopeless romantic, but it's that movie where they have time apart and then they get back together, and the love is even more beautiful. But as the people change, the love changes. The love you see changes. different things and people that you yeah. love about them, and you're willing to grow with the change. Yeah. <laughs> It, it just it becomes I richer. Can't stand you. <laughs> okay, so Jopo. He's gonna transition like that. Okay. <laughs> I can't even think of a segue. Jopo, right, yes. let's talk about your business, Jopo. Jopo. <laughs> yes. All right. So, locally. We're a local company. Okay, and you're uh, it's a it's a partnership. It's a partnership. Myself, Joy Wansley, and Opal Cooper. Okay. We are image consultants. All right. And basically, I am too. You are? Yeah. We'll have to talk. I'm not. You can tell by this grandma's sweat I have on. But (laughs) move on. Our tagline is the fusion of style and education. We have over 20 years of marketing, leadership, fashion, and we just love meeting new people, new companies, taking their brand or their personal image. And that's why I said earlier, everybody's a brand. Mm -hmm. You represent yourself. Nobody else is going to represent you. And whether you're going through transition or you just want a new you or just want to try something different, we're here to help you go to the next level. So what we do is we ask you questions to explore who you are. We like to ask questions to find out, you know, what else do you want to do? You know, how else do you want to look? Do you want to change a little something or Mm -hmm. a lot of something? But we don't try to change you as an individual. Okay. You know, we start from the inside out, you know. Yeah. And that's who we are, you know. And And we want to elevate you. You know? So you um, you do, give us a list of all the services that you do as far as image consultant. Okay, we are brand ambassadors. Okay. So if you want us to uh, go to a convention or something in your st- stead, you know, mm-hmm. to represent your brand, we'll do that. Oh, really? Yes, we okay. will. Uh, we'll also um, do image consulting. Like okay. if, you, say you're transitioning from the military. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you've been in the military for over 20 years, you get out in the corporate world, or you don't know how to dress for an interview, right. you don't yeah. know how to tell it. What's casual Friday right you know we help you to determine what that is mm-hmm. you know we actually um, co-wrote a book and it's called rip the resume mm-hmm. oh I like that yeah. me too yeah. Rip the resume yeah, yeah. We, co- we co-wrote it with um, the author Torn Ellis and basically we tell you what not to do when you are sitting in front of a Skype and you're doing an interview if you're only wearing the jacket, the shirt, and the tie, and then they ask you to get something or ask you for something you're like <laughs> oh that's over on the other side of the room you have to stand up. And you have pajama bottoms on the bottom. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you don't want to do that. Yeah, right. You don't want to wear a low-cut top to an yeah. interview because where are their eyes going to be? That's right. You know, exactly. But something as simple as wearing perfume, don't wear it on an interview because some people might be offended by the, the scent mm-hmm. or, allergic. or allergic. Mm-hmm. You know? um, so, but don't ever forget not to wear deodorant. Yeah. Those nerves yeah. kick in and you're sitting there and it's like, is that me? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we're here to we're here to help you go to the next level. Awesome. And so we like to we like to do workshops as well. Mm-hmm. Um, career development organizations. Some organizations have us come in and talk to their employees, you know, and talk about how to dress nowadays because some corporations or companies have really relaxed the dress code right. but mm-hmm. some people take it too relaxed and they're wearing uh, leggings right. and you know a short top to, to work and you're like no that's not appropriate, that's not appropriate yeah. but right. we help you you know what's appropriate in the workplace what does okay. casual Friday mean what do you wear on an interview you know it's about representing 
the best you, mm-hmm. but we're not trying to change you. Right. Yeah. Right. So. And so with your classes and your workshops, are mm-hmm. they like regular classes of workshop, or do you request them on an individual basis, or what? Request them on an individual basis. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So how do people get in contact with you? Well, we have a Facebook page, so okay. you can connect right. with us on Facebook, and I always have to look at my little notes here. Facebook is uh, Jopal, J-O-P-A-L. We're on Twitter at Jopal to Jopal. Instagram to Jopal. And if you want to connect with us directly, our email is jopal757 at gmail.com. Awesome. All right. Well, I want to thank both of y'all for coming on. Thank so you I have to do my, my, my last segment, which is my. Yeah. my yes. <laughs> um, so I have a question. I'm going to ask you both the same question. Okay. I just want you to give me your, your honest response. Okay. So to you, what makes a person beautiful to you? I think their heart, their heart. spirit. Okay. You know, people's looks change. So what? Oh, that's you know, my lesson. What's a part of the, yeah. What's a part of their heart? You know, yeah. how they treat people. You know, your best accessory is your smile. I want to see your smile. Okay. And the you know the window to your soul or your eyes. Do you look at me when you talk to me? But it's their heart. Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you. I don't want to say anything after that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it reminds me of a Whitney Houston and Jermaine Jackson song. You're a Whitney Houston fan. Do you know that song? And jo- if you say my eyes yeah. are beautiful. Oh, I like that song. That was my wedding yeah. song. Oh. Was it? It was. It was. Um, I have to be a little shallow. Um, beauty to me is something that's breathtaking that, that I can't take my eyes off of. And, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a physical aesthetic, mm-hmm. but it's something that I just can't, I can't stop admiring. Mm-hmm. And I want to be, and it's, but it's something that's still pure and genuine, you know? Yeah. It, it's not like a, a sexual attraction or mm-hmm. it's not like uh, uh, something like that. But to me, that's what beauty is. Beauty is something that, cap- is, that captivates me mm-hmm. and that wants me to watch it or be around it. So, um, that's what, what beauty is for me. And so it can be a man or a woman. It can be a thing. Mm-hmm. It can be a presence. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. And the last question. If you woke up tomorrow with one habit gone, what would it be? Procrastination. Mm. Procrast- you're a procrastinator? Yes. Yes. I wouldn't think that you would be a procrastinator. I hide it well. Huh. That's surprising. What bad habit? Ah. Uh. Well, I don't clean out my car like I should. Uh, um, wow, that's a toughie. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not perfect, but I'm trying to think of which one to tell you. Okay. Oh, oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. No, I think, you know, bad habits, uh, they can linger. They change. I think for me, it's just letting things build up, you know, not putting clothes away right away, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's like, oh, it's in the basket. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I know where it is. <laughs> okay. That's right. get my Are you a person that I... washes clothes and leave, you, you live out of the basket or the laundry? Well, basket? I hope, st- I would, I wish Stephen was listening to this because my husband does all the clothes. He washes oh, really? all the clothes mm-hmm. and folds mine and all I have to do is put them away. Oh, yeah. Stephen would have something to say about yes, that. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. Ooh, and I would love for my husband to have something to say <laughs> back to him. I know I know I have a lot of clothes, so a lot of times I don't purge like I use I should because I'm like oh that style will come back yeah uh-huh. I'll just or hold I'll on to it or I'll eventually get into it yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what that's yeah. what I always yeah. say yeah so I, was I like, keep oh, I need to, to give it away or thrift it or consign it you know yeah, yeah. yeah. so 
Well, again, ladies, thank you. It's been real. Welcome back anytime, especially when, you're, when your when your other half comes on the show. Oh, she's They'll be a wonderful. Yeah, really? She is fantastic. We'd love to have you, and of course, you know, you're a regular. Yeah. And yeah, I forgot to tell you, when we go TV, you're up there. I forgot to tell you that, too. Oh. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about that later on. Okay, definitely. Chopo would love to be there. Really? Yes. Okay. We'll talk about awesome. it. Okay. Yeah. Everybody, make sure you tune in next week. Have a good show. I don't know what it's about, but it's going to be good. As always. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Until then, everybody be blessed. It was fun. Thank you for listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Please be sure to visit us on the web at letsfaceitradio.com and at Let's Face It Radio on Facebook for the latest in show information and exciting, innovating ways that you can be a part of the show. So tune in next week, same place, same time. For real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Cases and cases of confidence. Staples can help give you the confidence that your business is ready for the year ahead with all the supplies you need. Like paper. And right now, when you buy a 10-ream case of Staples multipurpose paper, you get one free. So you can be confident you're ready for whatever business comes your way. Buy one case of Staples multipurpose paper, get one free. Now at Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. In-store only, limit 10. Valid through 1519.